And hello and welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You on another Thursday night. Good to have you here with us as I'm waiting a few minutes, uh, making some announcements, I guess you would say, as uh, people come into the live stream. Uh, we are up on both Facebook and YouTube live, and later on we will be uh, posting these uh, audio formatted um, shows, I guess you would not want to call a show program, to uh, Apple Podcast. Uh, iHeartRadio podcast, uh, Podbean, and podcast.com under Let This Mind Be In You Ministries podcast. If you notice, uh, as you came in here, you notice a, a new logo at the uh, beginning screen, and that was uh, uh, designed by a sister in Christ here uh, locally, uh, Elizabeth. Uh, so Sister Elizabeth Allen. And uh, I want to mention really quick, uh, let me pull this out right here, um, I'm not getting paid to do this, but I wanted to, if you have any kind of design needs, if you have any kind of design needs, that's Allen Design Company, A-L-L-E-N Design Company. Uh, so look that up, and um, if you want to PM me or private message me, I can get you that her information, and uh, she does an excellent work, and she is a uh, sister in Christ, so I wanted to plug that. Uh, so that new design is up and it's also on our podcast and um, formats and everything like that. So you'll be able to see that. So uh, thank you to uh, Sister Allen there, um, Sister Elizabeth Allen. If you're watching tonight, Sister, or later on, thank you again uh, for um, your help there in getting a logo. If you're watching here on uh, YouTube, uh, for those that are not watching, uh, we have people starting to come into the stream. It says, uh, my mom is here in the house, literally. Uh, so right in the next room over there, uh, my mom is here. So, and uh, let's see, uh, a couple other people coming in. Uh, Brother Gabriel is here and a few other people. So uh, good to see everybody. Brother JT just came in uh, to the live stream. So uh, if you can, um, if you guys want to chat back and forth, uh, but if you have any uh, questions, make sure, again, you preface those by saying question or comment so I know it's directed towards me, and then I can uh, I, I can I can address it uh, towards the end. I also got an email uh, question that came in, so I'm going to make sure that um, I address that as well. Good evening to you, uh, Brother Jonah. Okay. So good to have you here, and so I'm going to check these last little things. So I mentioned the podcast. I mentioned the, uh, the well, the Facebook ministry page, if you're watching here, you know about that. Uh, so just in different ways that you can get the word out. So tonight we're going to be in Romans chapter 16, which is going to be the uh, obviously the last of the letter uh, to uh, the Apostle Paul there. So we've taken, I think we've gone pretty much 16 or maybe even 17 weeks. We split up Romans 1, I think, into two different uh, live streams. So that's been really good. It's been really great to go through the book of Romans. And by no means it wasn't an exhaustive uh, study. Okay, you can always go back through there and ask questions, uh, watch those videos at any time. And um, always feel free to drop a comment or a like, or tell your friends so they can subscribe and they can uh, ask questions as well. So Anyways, let's get into it tonight. Um, if you're on the, the live stream over on Facebook, um, leave a comment so I know that you uh, visited uh, if, if you'd like to. Uh, that'd be great. 
And we have a few other people coming in. Uh, Brother Daruna, haven't seen you on here for a while. Hello to you, Brother Daruna and Brother Moore. Thank you so much for joining tonight here on Let This Mind Be In You as we finish Romans chapter 16. My audio recorder is on. Check. Make sure that that's good to go, and we are ready to begin. So Romans chapter 16, as Paul is wrapping his letter up to the Romans the church and uh, and churches around Rome. All right. Let's see here. Let's start out with, uh, obviously, verse number one and get right into this. I commend unto you Phoebe, our sister, which is a servant of the church, which is at, and I'm going to butcher a lot of words tonight. I, As I read through here, I was just like, well, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce these right, but which is at Kenkrea, Chentria, who knows? Uh, but one of the first things I wanted to notice here, and you will see go as we go down through here, um, you get to go down through here, you're going to see a lot of ladies that are mentioned here in these churches and these homes and everything like that. So I think that's that's vital. Uh, the the help meets that were there, the, the ladies that were an encouragement to the Apostle Paul, um, Boy, how important is the sisters in Christ in our life? As I mentioned, as we started out here, uh, it's not a coincidence, uh, you know, talking about my sister in Christ here, uh, Sister Elizabeth, and, and being a help to me in this ministry just by designing. She's got a good talent for doing those things. And so uh, being a help in any way she can in the in the ministry, what a, what a blessing. And uh, so our sisters in Christ that are out there, you know, I think the world thinks that uh, Bible-believing Christians are some sort of misogynist people that that look down upon women. Uh, by no means. By no means do we look down upon women. Um, God created women as his crown jewel of creation. Um, they are a, when the Bible calls them the weaker vessel, it means a precious vessel, something to be protected at all costs. And uh, we mentioned that last week. Uh, I talked about that a little bit about uh, men being careful, being very, very careful about uh, as husbands, as as fathers, and how we just are supposed to proclaim the word of God, not to add to it our own thoughts, and how vital that is for the protection of not only the family, uh, not of the marriage, but also within the local body. Um, I believe it's in First uh, Corinthians where it talks about quit ye like men. Okay, be faithful in the word. Okay, please uh, don't try to add or subtract to the word of God. Just give it in context, and that's the best thing. And we talked about how my thoughts about uh, Adam and Eve and how Eve added to the words of God, but where did she get that addition? She had to get it from somewhere. If you look back in Genesis 2, it seems to me that she got it from her husband, uh, Adam. Adam, made with no malicious intent, probably was just saying, hey, don't even touch the fruit. And she took it as the word of God. So men, quit ye like men. Be faithful. Let me read that real quick, actually, and turn over to, uh, in context, it's really great. First Corinthians chapter 16, it'll kind of correlate here. Yes, First uh, Corinthians 16 and verse 13, watch ye, speaking to us, stand fast in the faith. Quit you, quit you like men. Be strong. Let all your things be done with charity. 
and so forth and so on. That really spoke to me uh, about the the importance of God's word and God's word alone. Don't add or subtract to it, please. Okay. But I said all that to say this, the sisters in Christ that are mentioned here, uh, ladies have a, a, a vital role within not only as the help meet as our, as our wives, but as mothers, the keepers of the home, uh, but also within the local body. These are local church bodies that are here that these ladies are being a help to. By the way, they can also be the destructors of that church body. Okay, the Bible talks about that too. And I think that when we get away from God's word and we want to go to programs and our own thoughts and traditions and things, that's when we start to get in a lot of trouble. Brother JT that's on here did an excellent uh, study uh, as far as pointing out a, uh, quote unquote, I'm making air quotes here, uh, church his, around his area that had a woman pastor stand up and say all sorts of things that were unbiblical. Well, first of all, she's unbiblical for even standing there and usurping the authority of a man and not being silent and teaching. Okay, so already unbiblical there, but the things that she was saying, well, where's the men at in that church? I ask you. Quit ye like men. Stand fast in the faith, men. Stand fast in the faith. All right, getting back to Romans chapter 16 and verse number one. We only made it through one verse so far, so let's get back to it. All right. That ye receive her in the Lord as become saints, and that ye assist her in whatsoever business she hath need of you. Wow. How important is this lady? For she hath been a succor of many and of myself also. If you look up that word, I mean, not only is it a help, but it's like almost a, it has the connotation of uh, like a soothing help. Okay, it's not a salve, but it's sucker. It's it's more it has that connotation of a, of a mom, a motherly kind of uh, comfort, and uh, that's just amazing to me that this lady here, Phoebe, this woman, this sister in Christ, has this ability, and Paul is calling her out by name. The next verse, verse number three: Greet Priscilla and Aquila. My helpers in Christ Jesus. Now, those names should jump out at you. Uh, we mentioned them before um, with, when we talked about Apollos. Remember back in the study in Hebrews, if you haven't watched that, uh, when we talked about who could possibly have been the writer of Hebrews, and we went back and forth. It's not something to cause contention over. But as we talked about that, we mentioned Apollos and how Aquila and Priscilla were used to show him a better way, how he was knowledgeable in the word of God for what he knew and the baptism of John. That's all he knew. But then Aquila and Priscilla gave him the better way. Jesus was better. And uh, we saw that in Hebrews as the theme of Hebrews. Jesus was better, the better covenant and so forth and so on. All right. But you see them mentioned here again in verse number three, and then verse number four, who hath or who have for my life laid down their own necks unto whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. We owe a big debt to Aquila and Priscilla. See, churches begatting other churches. They were a big help. Look at look at the look at the pattern that's starting to develop here. But also all the churches of the Gentiles. 
I'm in one right now. Hey, <laughs> you know, we're part of the larger church, obviously, the the body of Christ. But as we've talked about before, there is New Testament ground truth for the local body. And uh, hopefully next week we'll have a brother in Christ here with us here on the on the on the program uh, speaking about the local body and the importance of of how that is in our life. Uh, so be uh, tuning in if we're still here. Okay. All right, here we go. Verse number five, likewise, greet the church that is in their house. That's interesting. Salute my well-beloved Epinetus, who is the first fruits of Achaia unto Christ, meaning he was one of the first, he was the first convert uh, unto Christ there in Achaia. And that the house you know, the church was beating in their house. Now, we'll talk about this maybe a little bit next week, but, you know, wherever you guys meet, wherever the local body meets, okay, where two or three or more are gathered in my name, okay, when you guys get together, it cannot be about your surroundings and where it is, okay? It needs to be about the body of Christ coming together, what it's for, to reprove, rebuke, exhort, all those different things that we talked about uh, a couple days ago with my dad. That's what the body of Christ is there to do. Edify, build each other up. Look at this next lady that gets mentioned here. Coffee break. Sorry about that. Verse number six, greet Mary, who bestowed much labor on us. Look at all these ladies that are mentioned down through here. So if we have any sisters in Christ that are uh, that are joining on these uh, live streams or later on, we thank the Lord for the ladies, the godly ladies in our lives, our moms, our 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 wives, our sisters, and a part of the of the body of Christ as well. Each member, as there's many members, but it's one body. So so which so is Christ. So by the way, that's First Corinthians sixteen, I believe, or Second Corinthians sixteen. Let me check that over here. Boop. I'm getting off track here. Not Second Corinthians 16. I'm drawing a blank right now. Anyways, we'll get back to that. Anyways, uh, where were we at here? All right, verse number seven. Salute Andronicus and Junia, my kinsmen and my fellow prisoners. So Paul is writing this, or... He's dictating this. He's speaking this as the word, as the Holy Spirit inspires him, because all Scripture is given by inspiration. But he seems to be in prison here. Who are of note among the apostles, who also were in Christ before me. That's really interesting. There. Okay, so these gentlemen, they were in prison as well, being persecuted for the cause of Christ, but they were saved as, they, uh, as it says here before Paul was. Greet Amplius, Amplius, my beloved in the Lord. Salute Urbane, our helper in Christ, and Statius, my beloved. Boy, how would it be? How would it be to be called out by the Apostle Paul through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, as he, as the Holy Spirit inspired Paul to write? And he's this is Scripture that we have almost two thousand years later that these people are called out. Wow. How much more is their reward even in heaven? It's it's a it's a it's an exhortation to us, brethren and sisters, to be 
busy for the cause of Christ. Okay. Salute Apelles, approved in Christ. Salute them which are of Aristobulus' household. Salute Herodian, my kinsmen. Greet them that be of the household of Narcissus. Or, now let's see, Narcissus? I told you I'd butcher these names. Which are in the Lord. Salute Trephina and Tryphosa, whose labor in, who labor in the Lord. Salute the beloved Persis, which labored much in the Lord. Salute Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother and mine. That's interesting, too, that when Paul talks about this uh, Rufus's mother, uh, it seemed like that she was a mother figure for even Paul. That's very interesting. Salute uh, Asthenicritus, Phlegon. By the way, if you're looking for names for your children, uh, Romans 16 apparently is the place to go. <laughs> go to Romans 16 for names for your uh, potential children down the road. Her, Hermas, Petrobus, Hermes, and the brethren which are with them. Salute Philogosus, Philologus, and Julia, Neresus, Neros, sorry, and his sister, and Olympus. <laughs> And all the saints are which are with them. Phew, made it through. All right, salute one another with a holy kiss. The churches of Christ salute you. Now, for those that say there is the body of Christ, one church, that's absolutely true. But this is in the plural, churches. Okay, so as we talked about before, the macro is true. The body of Christ. It doesn't, you're never out of the body of Christ. You're never, quote unquote, out of church. You cannot be out of church. If you're saved, you're in church. The gathered, the called out assembly of believers. We've been called out. We've been bought with a price. We've been, we're a purchased possession. All those things are true, okay? But there is a local body there. There are representatives of the larger macro and in, in sh shown and displayed in the micro. At the local level. All right. This next verse is very interesting. And I know there's a, there's been a couple of comments made. I see you, Brother Gabriel, that you made a couple of comments. I'll try. Boy, I'll try to get back to this. Let me read these real quick. Okay. Okay, uh, the last comment you made, Brother Gabriel, I'm not quite sure what I said. Maybe not get hung up. Depends on the person that they will start to think. I don't, okay, maybe that's in conjunction with your other one. Oh, it is. I think it is. All right, I'll go back and I'll read that later, I promise, brother. Let's see you over here while we're taking a break. All right, so verse number 17, though. All right. Now, this is a very hard subject, okay? This is not one of those things that it's like, well, wow, this is a favorite thing to do. Because I... Trust me, I, I don't I don't ever want this to be a thing, but the Bible addresses it. So as we proclaim his word, plus nothing, minus nothing, being careful to read it in context. Look how Paul starts wrapping up this letter. A final admonition. Now I beseech you. Again, that's not just saying, hey, guys, you know, it'd be good every once in a while. It's not that connotation. The connotation is. I beseech you, it's, this is vitally important. Listen up, this is important. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them 
which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned, and avoid them. Now, wow. Boy, I tell you what, I mean, you know, if this wasn't in the Word of God, you know, we would just be like, boy, I can't believe somebody's even said that. You're supposed to avoid people? And unfortunately, there are going to be those that come in. Remember when I talked about back in chapter 14, but not to doubtful disputations? You're supposed to receive people, but not these doubtful disputations. People bringing in things that do not matter, that make it... uh, that make it such an issue that it causes the division. Also, remember in context that what was going on in this time, and still, by the way, is still going on, and that's people trying to bring people back under the law, subjection into the law, you know, that bondage, and speaking about the holy days and the meats and the different things, the Judaizers during that time, those are those that were causing divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned, and avoid them. What Paul was giving them in these letters was an admonition to him that, look, this is from the Lord. Look at this. Now, your local bodies that you meet in, your groups of people that you meet in, study the book of Romans. If you want to know how to live in the Spirit and have a Spirit-filled walk as a body of believers, the book of Romans is vital. And unfortunately, that's unfortunate, but there will be times with even brethren that come in. Now, remember, he's writing to the brethren. Seemed to me that there was those that were still maybe saved, still a part of their their local churches that were just not getting grace. We're not getting it. You know, they received, of course, they were saved by faith you know, by grace through faith, as Paul wrote in Ephesians 2 and 8 and 9. Excuse me. <clears throat> but they just were not getting the the grace part. They were still trying to go back into the bondage of the law. And when that happens, if they were just not quite getting it, they were supposed to be patient with them for as long as possible. But those that just continually caused the divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned and avoid them. Mark them, try to work with them as long as possible, but then at the same time, not to doubtful disputations, they were to avoid them. Um, There's a few different things that we can talk about at some other time about why this is necessary. This This isn't because we hate people, it's because we love them. You turn them over so that the, you know, maybe the destruction of the flesh, as Paul says, but they'll be saved through the fire. They're not going to lose their salvation, but, you know, they may die. They may, you know, they're wrapped up in sin. They might cause the destruction of their flesh, but nevertheless, that's turned over. But it's supposed to be a pure bride, a pure church. We should constantly, remember I just said, men, quit ye like men. Stand fast. Stand fast in the faith. Uh, I'm in the Navy. Guess what? Stand fast. Hold fast and stand fast. That has the connotation of a naval term. When they used to be on the ships that had sails, they'd be holding on to those lines. You know, civilians call them ropes. You know, non-nautical people call them ropes. They're lines. They'd be holding on. They'd be hold fast. That's how the grip that we should have on the faith. 
Stand fast in that. Same thing when it talks about the uh, have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of the peace. That the Roman soldiers had almost um, their sandals that were laced up had these knots on the bottom of them, almost like we think of cleats. You know, if you play baseball or football or so forth, so that when they stood fast, they drove their feet into the ground and put those shields up. They weren't moving. Let that sink in. Let that sink in. I, saw, I just saw a comment here, a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump, and that's, that's true. A little bit gets in there, and then it starts to cause that division, more and more division. And sometimes, unfortunately, you just have to avoid them. You know, hey, if you want to make this an issue, it's not an issue. We've tried to work with you as long as possible. Um, we're going to have to ask you to just move on down the road. But I will tell you, brethren, the Word of God has a way of dividing anyways. You're not going to have to, I, I think the term was back in the old days, it may still be used, I don't know, when you church somebody, you know, you kick them out. I'm telling you what, if you stick to the word of God, the, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It will divide asunder. And it will divide. Doctrine will divide. And they will move on on their own, okay? I've seen it. So I wanted to park there just a little while on verse number 17. It's a hard subject, but you know what? In our own spirit, little less, we would fail at this all the time. That's why we need to be in the spirit. We need to have the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in you. Okay? Here's why. Verse number 18. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly. That is the connotation of, or the uh, the word picture, if you picture in your mind, somebody that just wants to feed their flesh, okay? Their own belly, their own desires. So their own belly, and by good words and fair speeches, deceive the hearts of the simple. See why this is so important? This is so important because they deceive the heart of the simple. That's not, oh, this person's simple-minded. No, that's babes in Christ that are there, that are on the sincere milk of the word. They're just learning. And these that cause those divisions will just tear them down very quickly. That's why we have to be very strong, stand fast in the faith. Quit ye like men. Um. I guess if I would label uh, this sermon, quote unquote, it's not. We're just going through the uh, the word of God line by line. But I wouldn't label it time to man up. Christians, time to man up. That goes for the ladies as well. But you understand what I'm saying. The men are that have been given the accountability and the responsibility by God to man up. It's not misogynist. That's Bible. Okay? Verse number 19. We're ending on a good note. <laughs> this is, uh, you know, that's that's a little bit strong to the, maybe to somebody that's hearing it for the first time, but that's the word of God. Straight from it. For your obedience, verse number 19, has come abroad unto all men. I am glad, therefore, on your behalf, but yet I would have you wise unto that which is good and simple concerning evil. I just want to bring something up about that. 
I would really like to talk to you right now about this verse because I'm glad, therefore, Paul says on your behalf, but yet I would have you wise unto that which is good. This is what's important and simple concerning evil. We should have a very simple understanding of what's going on in the world. Please be careful if you want to try to get wrapped up in worldly conspiracies and different things. Now, I understand we need to be, we need to understand these things. We need to be um, not with our heads in the sand by any means. But when it comes to the evil things of this world, we need to be simple about them. We don't need to be studying. Um, I always get nervous, and I don't want to say that's maybe not the right word, but I always talk about, I always talk about um, being nervous, of, or not nervous, but being concerned with people who really want to study like the occult and different things like that, and they get really involved in that, just be very, very careful. If you're studying um, cults, okay, you're studying not just the occult, but cults in general, be very, very careful, okay? Be strong in the word, wise unto that which is good and simple concerning evil. It's, it's, it's just, that's the way it should be. Okay. So that's uh that's just a little bit of a, an admonition to you to just be very wary about getting involved in studying of the evil things in this world. There's plenty of it to go around. Okay. Just be very simple concerning it. Okay. We should know about it, but be wise unto that which is good, the good word. This is interesting. So when it comes to verse number 20, when it comes to prophecy, and, and if you read the account in Genesis, this should kind of you know ring kind of similar, but it's a little bit different in language. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. That's a very interesting verse there. When I read that, I was like, huh. Well, it says that, uh, that uh, let's see, let's go turn back there so I don't get this. I want to quote this. Uh, boom. Verse number 15 of Genesis chapter 3, And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, speaking of the serpent, and between thy seed and her seed, it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. So the bruising of the head shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. That's really simple. That's it was kind of concerning to me, or not concerning, but I was just kind of like, wow, that's kind of weird. Here it says under your feet shortly. Uh, but if you know anything about uh, when he comes in power and glory and uh, rules and reigns for a thousand years and casts Satan into a bottomless pit for a thousand years. Boy, at the end of that, when he casts him into the lake of fire, it's all over. And when you see this, you're like, man, you're shortly. When is this going to happen? In God's time frame, it's it's in a short amount of time. So let that be an encouragement. Don't get down. Understand that it's just a short a matter of short time where he will be bruised. Shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. What a verse. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Now, Timotheus, my work fellow, so that's uh, Timothy, uh, as you read First and Second Timothy, that's who it's talking about, and Lucius and Jason and Sosipater, my kinsmen, salute you. 
I, Tertius, who wrote this epistle, salute you in the Lord. So let that be uh, a help to you that knowing that Paul didn't pen this, but as he spoke it, this Tertius here seemed to be writing it down. Some people equate that to Paul's uh, thorn in the flesh that he was, you know, he was blind or so forth and so on. I just don't know. Like I said, it, it's not very clear about that, but apparently, you know, it could be something as simple as Paul was in prison and Tertius would come and sit on the outside of the bars and Paul would speak to him and he would write all the stuff down. It could be something as simple as that. I just don't know. The Bible's not that clear, but Tertius here wrote this epistle. It means he penned it down. Uh, Gaius, mine host, which is interesting too. It seemed like uh, he was being hosted in a house. Now we know Paul was kind of like under house arrest. So who knows if there was bars, if there was, you know, in front of him, if he had freedom, it seemed like he did at some point in time. So uh, the point is, is that Gaius, my host, and of the whole church saluteth you. Erastus, the chamberlain of the city saluteth you and Quartus, a brother. It seems like there was a lot of people that were around Paul that were gloriously saved. Interesting. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Verse number 25. Now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery, which was kept secret since the world began. Now to him that is of power to establish you. I don't want to give this away, but uh, it could be one of those questions that uh, could come up next week when we're discussing the church. Uh, this hymn there that is of power to establish you. And verse number 26, but now is made manifest. We know that Jesus, God, was manifest in the flesh. And we've discussed that on this channel. There's two videos talking about it where uh, here on this channel that Jesus Christ is coming to flesh versus God was manifest in the flesh. Don't get it confused. God was manifest in the flesh. That was the corruptible flesh that he put on. That's Philippians 2, took on the form of a servant, uh, likeness of, of, again, I don't want to misquote this. Me, I always try to, I start paraphrasing, and then I kind of feel like I should read exactly what it says. But made himself of no reputation. This is Philippians 2, verse 7. And took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in the fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. He humbled himself, but he took on that corruptible, the able-to-be-killed flesh. So God was, that did happen in the past, God, great is the mystery of godliness, but God, without controversy, God was manifest in the flesh. God, manifest in the flesh, that corruptible flesh, which is different than Jesus is come in the flesh, which is present tense, no matter when you say it. That's very interesting. So go back to those uh, those two studies when you want to talk about that or learn more about that by reading it. Now, last uh, verse here, verse number 26, but now is made manifest and by the scriptures of the prophets shown clearly according to the commandment of the everlasting God made known to all nations for the obedience of faith to God only wise be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. And amen. And that is the book of Romans. We went very quickly, even though 17 weeks doesn't seem like it's very quick. Uh, it is a very, very, 
I guess, just under the surface um, kind of a study as we go through chapter by chapter, line upon line, precept upon precept. So thank you for joining me for all the Book of Romans. Go back and watch these, have questions, study it out, go to the Word of God, ask questions, study to show thyself approved. And uh, go back through Hebrews as well and Colossians. Um, I'm not sure what the next book is, and but I'm right now it's somewhere around Ephesians or Philippians, or it might be a conjunction Ephesians right into Philippians. So, but that's going to be interesting. All right, so we're going to get to some questions. Uh, I I promised the person that uh, wrote me a email that I would respond tonight, so I'm going to do that. I'm going to go over to. Facebook here. Oh, brother Aaron Clark and brother Adam Fairchild. Hello. Dropped a line there. Hello to you all. Okay. And let me get this pulled up here. So you go back through some of the comments and get to those as well. All right, let's read this email. I'm going to not uh, give a last name for privacy issues, obviously. Uh, but this, again, if you want to ask a question uh, in a long-form format, and I'll either respond in an email or I'll respond here live uh, on the program. And this is from a uh, brother, Logan. It says, uh, Dear Brother D'Angelo, my name is Logan, blank, and I have a question regarding the return of Jesus Christ. Since Jesus Christ has been here in the form of Melchizedek, angel of the Lord and the Son of God, etc., etc., then wouldn't it be unbiblical slash incorrect to use the phrase second coming of Jesus Christ? Hmm. Given that the scriptures you've used phrases such as day of the Lord, day of God, day of our Lord Jesus Christ, etc., to describe what people call the second coming. I thought it was an interesting question. Um, so, Brother Logan... Uh, I thought about it. I went and I looked up a bunch of verses um, concerning coming, uh, the Lord's coming, um, not when God was manifest in the flesh, when he was walked among men in incorruptible flesh, yet without sin. And uh, when I was reading down through there and I was looking at these, I don't think it's unbiblical because I understand what they're trying to say. Um because there's a, often a confusion when people read the Bible between the catching away and what people call the second advent. Uh, you know, the, these are the terms that, are, that have been come up. And so while I understand what they're saying, I do get what your question is. I don't really think that it's to the point where we need to be like, oh, bless God, we should not say uh, second coming. But at the same time, if you feel be persuaded in your own mind that you don't want to use that, so forth and so on, um, then I would say the Lord's coming. Um, people do confuse uh, the, the the Lord's coming right before the thousand-year reign of Christ with the catching away. You know, they, they consider that, and they'll read things out of context that way, and it, and it really messes them up. So I would just be careful how we read Read it in context, the day of the Lord, uh, the different ones you, you mentioned, day of God, day of our Lord Jesus Christ, etc. I looked up a bunch of those, and I'm going to email you these uh, ones that I read 
and maybe just address a few other things that I was going to talk about. So I wanted to answer that. Uh, you asked for my opinion, so I want to make sure that everybody understands warnings, you know, warning uh, s uh, sirens going off that uh, this is not me showing like a, a tried and true doctrine. Um, I just don't think that it's to the level where we shouldn't say second coming. But again, my brother, if you are convinced of that, that we shouldn't, then, um, you know, research it out, study the, uh, the, the word out and, uh, just see. And if you want to use the coming of the Lord or, uh, these other different terms, so be it. I just think that it's, uh, at this point, just getting the email today that I don't think it's that big of a deal or unscriptural or unbiblical to say that, but, uh, I don't know. My mind could be changed on that. Okay. So I hope that uh, addresses, at least starts to address, uh, the, qu the question in your mind. Okay. Again, if you want to send me an email, ltmbiy at yahoo.com, I'll try to address it here, uh, on air, or I'll, I'll try to write you back as soon as I possibly can. Okay. All right. Coffee break real quick. Okay, and I see, uh, I guess, uh, Sister Debbie is on here as well over here on the Facebook. That's really ni nice to see. A lot of other different people uh, watching along with me. So I appreciate that. <clears throat> They're on the Facebook Live. So I'm. it's $10 a month. I'll just put it out there for this uh, program that I use. It's called Caster. Um, that basically pushes out one stream and pushes it out to different platforms. Uh, right now, just the YouTube and Facebook. And um, so I re-upped for another month because I seem to have worked out some of the issues with the bugs. And it seems to give people the opportunity to watch it on either platform. And uh, so I think we're going to keep it up. <laughs> My brother, Aaron... Clark says, you need to slurp in the mic. It's a pro touch. <laughs> I'm not, I tried to not have that as much as possible, slurping my coffee in the microphone. It just doesn't seem like proper etiquette, but <laughs> maybe I'll do it. Here, just for you, brother. <sighs> That's good coffee. <laughs> there you go. That's for my brother, uh, brother Aaron. All right. Let's go back through uh, the YouTube real quick. As we go back up through here, comment from Brother Gabriel, where born-again Christians meet in assembly doesn't matter as long as there's two or three gathered together. That is the church right there. You don't have to be in a church building to assemble. That's absolutely true. Uh, Still trying to read down through here. So again, if you could just put comment or which is it really helps me to scan through your comment or question. All right, here's another comment. Good words and fair speeches is an example of how ministers of Satan deceive people who don't know about the gospel of Jesus Christ and tickle their ears and lead them on the path to hell. Yeah, that's boy. Um, in the last day, perilous times will come. They'll wax worse and worse. 
in different verses where it talks about heap unto themselves teachers, having itching ears. Oh, just scratch my ears like a dog, you know. Oh, I, you know, that's not in love. That's not truth in love. Your house is on fire. It's an old analogy, but if your house is on fire and I'm just like, I don't tell you about it and try to get you out of there, do I really love you? Well, I don't want to tell them the truth that their house is on fire. Goodness gracious. Come on now. Of course we are. So give the truth of God's word in love. Let your uh, speech be always with grace. That's Colossians 4, 6 or 7. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you may answer every man. Did I get that right? Verse 6, Colossians 4, 6. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. I think I might have missed a couple words there. Okay, so. All right. Oh, uh, Sister Lizzie came in here, it looks like. And Brother Tim did. Oh, awesome. Good to see you guys. And uh, you can rewind to the earlier portion of the um, the video. Uh, my, I'm getting some work text there. Let me uh, close that down real quick. All right. So we're getting some work text, but uh, they're not that important. Brother Gabriel asks a question. Now that we are done with Romans, what book are we going to read next? And uh, again, like I said, Brother Gabriel, I think we're going to start in Ephesians and go right into Philippians, okay? So be studying ahead uh, and be reading the book of Ephesians and Philippians if you if you join me here and let this mind be in you. Um, those I believe that's the books that we're going to go to, Lord willing, uh, next. I think next week. We should be next week. We will be having a guest in studio. We'll have a guest in studio, and we're going to be talking about uh, the local church. So that'll be next week. So that's the answer to your question there, Brother Gabriel. That's very interesting. Brother Daruna says, uh, in regards to, I guess, that question from uh, Brother Logan, um, it would be the second time he, capital H-E, is here physically going by the name above all names, Jesus Christ. Now, that's an interesting way of looking at it. Um, because when he does come at the end at the time end of the time of Jacob's trouble, uh, what does it say that his, where is that at? The name above all names, but when the bottom part of his garment, Uh, bu, bu, bu. it's somewhere around is it 18 boy somebody help me out here where is it uh, where it mentions when he does come with the saints oh here it is uh, verse 19 okay all right yeah verse 9 or chapter 19 of revelation this is clearly speaking, 
Yes, here it is, verse 13. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in, the, in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. So that's Jesus Christ. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, and out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword. That's the Word of God. That with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name, written King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So that's an interesting, um, very interesting uh, thing there, Brother Daruna. So thank you. So that could be a good way of saying the second time, the second coming of Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. So that's, that's, we'll have to ponder that some more. But like I said, uh, uh, Brother Logan, if you're watching here or if you watch this later on, um, hopefully that sort of gets you down the path of uh, answering that question or, or being established in your own mind. Question. Okay, here we go. Question. Uh, this is Brother JT asks, you said earlier in regards to 1 Peter 3, 7, the woman being the weaker vessel, you said that means precious. I'm not arguing with you, but I am curious where you got that. Yeah, I don't know if it really necessarily means precious. Um Let's go over there real quick, and I'm going to read this in context. I think what I'm trying to say is that it means when it says the weaker vessel, it has the, okay, so a a vase, a, a very fine vase is very thin, not fragile by any stretch of the imagination, but it's, it's very um, valuable. Let's put it that. Um, and as you go through Proverbs, I think the a woman, precious, Value above rubies. Uh, boy, I wasn't. That's a very good point. I should have been more prepared for First Peter three seven. I just kind of mentioned it out of in passing here, but let's go to it real quick. First Peter three seven. All right, yeah. Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. So again, like I said, it's as husbands, we that's how we are to treat, um, that's that's how we're supposed to treat our, our wives or the, these ladies as a very esteemed, highly valued vessel. I think the... Um, it's used kind of as a cudgel to, to get Christians to say, well, you're just a bunch of misogynists. Think that women are just weak. No, it says the weaker vessel, weaker. And so that's, I hope that kind of makes sense to you, Brother JT. But good point. Um, I have to really research that some a little bit more. But I, I think it has value going back to what it talks about, the uh, Proverbs woman. Okay. It wasn't... Really expecting to go here tonight, but this is good. This is really good. Who can find a virtuous woman? Verse number 10 of Proverbs 31. For her price is far above rubies. You know, that highly valuable. So I hope that helps out. When I said precious, I, that's kind of what I was kind of meaning. Okay, and... Oh, okay, Brother Daruna, right below there. Brother JT, in Proverbs, precious references as her are given for treasures to seek. Is there actual precious in there? Uh, 
Uh, Brother Druna, where is that at in Proverbs? Uh, we'll have to look at that. That's a very interesting uh, thing you said there. Bah, bah, bah. I'm looking down through here, not trying to have dead air. Bah, 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 bah. Mm. Well, somebody finds it here. Anyways, that's a really good question. We'll we'll uh, we'll reach that. And Brother JT's uh, talking about. All right, question. I thought of a Bible study that we could do in the future: believing only versus calling only. Hmm. Would this be a good sermon to do a study on how to get saved properly? Well, um, I think that's been addressed uh, several times here. Um, I have a video talking about where I stand biblically on salvation. I think that might address your um, your your study as far as here on this channel. Brother Druna says Proverbs 1 and 2, by the way, on that previous thing we were talking about. So I'm going to turn there while I'm looking at this. Here's another shameless plug. <laughs> it's not a plug. These are really these are really good to hand out to people that you have been talking to. Uh, but Brother JT has these. These are very inexpensive to get. How to be saved and know it. Brother JT uh, worked really hard on these. And um, these can be found at lulu.com. Uh, I don't think it's on Barnes and Noble yet or Amazon. I think it's just at Lulu right now. Dot uh, com, Lulu, l u l u dot com. How to be saved and know it, uh, brother Jacob Thompson. So these are also good to have. All right. So Proverbs one and two. Getting back to that, I don't want to leave the Facebook here. Any questions over on Facebook? Well, it says. Uh, Brother Clark there, enjoyed the show. I'm heading to bed. Good night. Right. Good night to you, brother. Thank you for the advice on slurping in the mic. A very pro touch. Who knew? But uh, he used to do a radio uh, show, so maybe maybe he knows. There. All right, there's another one. That's a bonus. That's a bonus slurping of the coffee. For the Let This Mind Be In You uh, people that tuned in. So hopefully when you're watching this video later on, which according to my analytics, the only people that actually watch these videos all the way through are the ones they watch live. Um, those that watch them later on um, usually make it about 12 minutes on average. So, <laughs> uh, Okay, where are we at here? We're about to wrap it up. So we had a great time tonight. I had a, boy, brothers and sisters, I had an uh, just an awesome time studying through the book of Romans, uh, just proclaiming the word as we've gone through these many weeks. Um, had my dad on, had others on. Boy, wasn't it great just to be able to get around God's word and study through the book of Romans. Just keep reading the book of Romans over and over and over again. I guarantee you that God will show you something fresh and new every single time. Nothing... It'll be new to you, okay? There's nothing new under the sun. You know, this, thy word has been, his word has been established forever, okay? But um, what I'm saying is it, it will just strengthen you. It will edify you every single time that you read it. Go into it not trying to bend the Bible to your thoughts and your mind and your, your thinking, but bend your will to the word of God, the authority of our lives. 
And uh, I just wanted to just say that again. Let this mind be in you. That is the that is the purpose of this ministry. God just wanted more for just convicting of me to stop being about myself and my own selfish ambitions and to just surrender my will to his in all things. And uh, God helped me to continue in that as the Holy Spirit works in me, stir up the gift of God that's in you as well. And I want to do that that's in me. The only way we can do that is to use the word of God to stir up the gift of God that's in us. What a powerful thing. What a powerful thing. Brother JT says here, thanks for the plug. You're always welcome, my brother. That young man, I love him in the Lord. And uh, be praying for him um, as, you know, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and power. You know, what is that wickedness, spiritual, is it spiritual wickedness in high places? Again, things pop in my head, and I don't want to uh, quote it incorrectly, but... Um, we don't wrestle against things that we can't see. So uh, you're going to be under attack. And so as you live for the Lord, as you work for the Lord, you are going to be attacked. It's just, it's just part of it. It's part of being a soldier. I'm going to read that before we leave here, but go back to Proverbs one and two, speaking about the uh, weaker vessels there. I'm going to read that right after we get off here as I'm processing for the, uh, for the podcast. Uh, you ever have one of those moments where you're just, you just, your mind just goes completely blank. Wrestle not against flesh. And, oh, I know where I was going. <laughs> my goodness. Boy, uh, my wife talks about having a mom brain. I think I got a dad brain, just a dad brain moment just then. My brain skipped out just for a second. I know where I wanted to go. Second Timothy chapter two, and I'm going to finish off with this. Thou therefore, my son, be strong. There it is again. Be strong in the faith. Quit ye like men. Be strong in the in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Wow. Please be strong in that. You're going to be strong about the letter of the law and trying to beat people over the head with the, the law. And We are free from the bondage of law. Free from it. But be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. But be strong in that. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Brother JT, brothers and sisters in Christ, as you're on here, as a soldier, I know you're going to get shot at. Okay? But endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Stand fast in the word of God. All right. Mm-mm-mm. Question from uh, Brother Jonah here. Question, is there anything on a Christian's occupation? Interesting enough, the Bible addresses even that. and talks about uh, in the terms of who you, um, as you, he uses in terms like a servant. Okay, so just be careful who you, um, you work for. And so, and you're, and even the Bible even teaches you while you're in those occupations how you're to conduct yourself. So yes, brother Jonah, it does. Uh, maybe one time we can we can review that again uh, about the Christian occupation. Uh, I'm trying to think of right now 
where I'm going to find that. Several different of Paul's epistles address that. So, good question, Brother Jonah. Okay, Brother Tim says, uh, concerning the weaker vessel, a woman is weak physically. Well, it just it stands to reason we're, you know, my <laughs> I usually don't bring, I don't think I've ever brought a jar uh, out of the fridge to my wife or her to open, okay? <laughs> it's that that has not happened one time. It's always the other way, okay? So that's you using a kind of a funny kind of a analogy there, but it's true. Um, but they're not only physically, but spiritually, this is Brother Tim speaking here, that is why Eve was tempted. They also are, and that's why, see, Adam should have gave her the word of God and that alone. Um, and spiritually, that's why Eve was tempted. They are also precious, like what Proverbs describes. Both verses are different, but still. Describe a woman perfectly. That's why they need husbands. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, Brother Daruna says, this is good, throughout the uh, book of Proverbs, it's a it's a comparison. The most precious thing for a man is a woman. Hence, the first man fell because of a woman. Okay, Brother Gabriel says, comment, uh, Brother D'Angelo, as you are preparing to move to Mississippi, be careful because there has been flooding. Yeah, I've been seeing that. And so, um, you know, they're saying that it's uh, quite a bit of flooding and everything like that, but um, it, it does that quite a bit on the Mississippi Delta and on, in those tributaries. So it happens a lot, um, but we will do that. I don't think we're in anywhere near a flood zone, though, in the house that we're moving to. So I appreciate the, uh, the concern. Ephesians 4.1, uh, that's at you, Brother Jonah, speaking about the Christian's occupation. I was trying to remember that. So we'll cover that when we go through uh, Ephesians and Philippians, okay? And I noticed that um, Sister Lizzie did change her, um, that is Brother, uh, that is Sister Lizzie there to just said Ephesians 4.1. Sister Lizzie has changed her, her handle here on, on YouTube to AV Bible Thumping Help Me. <laughs> that is good. Uh, what a, what a sweet sister in Christ that is a uh, that looks to be a help me to her, her husband. Um, what an encouragement that that young couple is to me. All right, all right. I think that's it. Now let's check the Facebook. <laughs> sister Debbie. Sister Debbie French, if you're still on here, thank you for sharing. She says, always well explained. Well, thank you, my sister, my sister in Christ. I appreciate that. Praise the Lord. Um, all praise and honor and glory go to him. So I appreciate that, that, that support and comment. A dear sister in Christ here at the uh, New Testament Church of Hagerstown, uh, our local body of believers that gathers together. So thank you, Sister Debbie. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've gone over by five minutes, but that's okay. We had a great time tonight. I had a fantastic time fellowshipping with you. Thank you for joining me on Let This Mind Be In You. Um, again, check out the uh, the new, um, uh, I guess you would say logo. Um, be looking for that in the future. And don't forget Sister Elizabeth Allen. Um, back at the beginning of this, I, I mentioned her, her um, design company. And um, so if you're interested or need, have any kind of needs for design or something like that, um, I know a, a precious lady 
in the, uh, in a sister in Christ and that she would definitely want to be a help to you. And, um, so there it is. All right. So I love you in the Lord. Thank you so much for joining me here on let this mind be in you. Please like comment, share, do all that kind of stuff. Not because I'm looking to self promote, but I'm looking to promote the word of God and trying to admonish and to exhort people to be about this and this alone, because it has the answers to all life's problems, all your needs as you're walking, uh, as your Christian walk. It also has the, the gospel in it, the salvation. So in it. And so if you have not received Jesus Christ as your personal savior, um, let that happen today. Come to the end of yourself, your own righteousness. He took upon himself, God in the flesh took upon himself the sins of the world. He died for you. And while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. God in flesh did that for us so that you don't have to pay. Because the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God, that Holy Spirit, remember we talked about that in that series, is eternal life. You're sealed into the day of redemption. So get that settled tonight. Please write me at LTMBIY, LTMBIY at yahoo.com. If you want to know further, get this from lulu.com, How to Be Saved and Know It by Brother Jacob Thompson. And join me next Thursday as we'll have a guest in studio. Brother Aaron Clark should be here. So join me next time. Okay. God bless you all. Have a, a fantastic night. And uh, remember, men, quit ye like men. Be strong. Stand fast in the faith, all right? Love you. Have a great night. God bless.